Are you looking to get custom merch for your band? PM Star Promotions is producing all types of promotional items such as shirts, hats, stickers, banners, koozies, skate decks, and much, much more. All products are imprinted in the USA and made to last while keeping your cost as low as possible. Need a shirt design or logo made? The PM Star team has over 20 years experience in graphic design to make your ideas come to life. PM Star Promotions is making their way by working alongside with national bands and record labels including Crowbar, Goat Whore, and Ripple Music. To get customized, dependable work or check out the package deals to fit your budget and other exciting offers, please check out our featured collection on Facebook, PM Star Promotions, or visit www.pmstarpromo.com. It's time to get noticed. Welcome back to the Metal Hand of God podcast, the most dangerous podcast on the internet. I am your host, Wayne, and the gentleman across the, well, I guess you would say the internet from me. Uh, the devil himself. The, the devil himself. Man, why'd you get, uh, why are you getting that name? Well, you know, and a lot of people seem to be mad at me lately. Well, you know, it's all across the board. Really, you got you you got people pissed at you all across the board. Uh, seems to be happening a lot. Jesus, man. Uh, you know, I ended up uh, after that last well, the last incident I told you about. I just deleted a bunch of people from uh, Facebook page. I just, I I really like I have so many people on that fucking page that I don't know. And add me for whatever reason, you know. I guess it's because of the show. I, I honestly don't. I was, well, I mean, some of them are just people who they uh, <clears throat> they they know you, you know, or something like that. Right, so, right. You know, I'm gonna go add everyone I can on my Facebook page, which is fucking stupid. Like I don't. I mean, I, I remember back in MySpace, we would do that, where you know, like, how many five billion friends can you have? You know, but it's it's Facebook, like. Right. Know, it's kind of like it's kind of like a status symbol, I guess, nowadays, where you know, oh, I have I have two thousand friends. No, you don't, motherfucker. You got five friends. The rest of them are people you don't even know. Well, I mean, if you're not going to interact with a person, who gives a shit? Right. Exactly. Like, that last person, like, she got mad at me, but I'm like, look, you fucking added me on your Facebook page, and this is who I am, so, like, frankly, fuck off, you know? So be it, yeah. I mean, this is who you are, and if they added you, yeah, fuck those people. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, I'm just aggravated with people lately, you know, and, uh, all this shit with, uh, England. Oh, God, yeah, I know. Which, I do want to 
say something about from there. I'll, I'll do a common sense with Buck Lightning. You know, it's actually a little bit repetitive. I've talked about this before, but uh, but I'm just gonna go go in for it. And, uh, go for it. The word is llamaphobia. It's a it's a word you hear a lot lately. You know, every time something happens involving radical Islamists, you hear that word. They talk about it on the on the internet. You know, they talk about it on the news. You know, Islamophobia. We can't we can't fall victim to Islamophobia. You know, tragedy shouldn't lead us to to furthering Islamophobia. There's so much Islamophobia in America. You know what? It's fucking bullshit. There's no such fucking thing. At least not in the United States of America. I don't know about other countries. I can't speak for other countries. But that shit does not fucking exist. The United States of America, if Americans were really, you know, uh, looking to kill Muslims, you know, because that's what you that's what you hear. You know, every you know, in addition to Islamophobia, you hear, you know, hashtag not all Muslims. You know, <laughs> happens all the fucking time. Hashtag not all Muslims. Guess what? The only fucking time you ever hear somebody say all Muslims is when you hear somebody saying hashtag not all Muslims. Never fucking heard. I know really racist people. I've never fucking heard one person say, you know, it's all those Muslims. Never fucking heard that. I'm from fucking New Orleans. Never fucking heard that shit. It's bullshit. It's fucking horseshit. You know, and if if Americans really fucking hated Muslims in this country, they'd be dead. We have guns. We have fucking, you know, like, I, you know, I'm a redneck. I know plenty of them that they're just looking for, you know, for a chance to go fucking defend America. They, they fucking it would be. There would be a slaughter if Americans truly hated Muslims. We don't. When you see a Muslim walking down the street, you don't go, I bet that motherfucker's a terrorist. It doesn't happen. We're not fucking looking to kill Muslims. You know who's looking to kill fucking Americans, though? You know who's looking to ki- kill, like, non-Muslims? Uh, radical Muslims. I'm sick and tired of this bullshit where all these people are like, well, you know, it's not really part of their religion. They're just using that as an excuse. A, it is part of their religion. Some of them don't follow it. You know, because there's different types of religious people. There's orthodox religious people, and that you know, and there's you know, and there's just the people who are kind of fly by nights. You know, there's plenty of people who go to church every day and then cheat on their wives. You know, doesn't mean they're not Christian. Just means they're shitty at it. You know, in the case of Muslims, some of them are shitty at it. Some of them just you know try to lead good lives. I mean, it's weird to say they're shitty at it, but you know, they try to lead good lives and they just you know they get up for their morning prayers and they don't eat bacon, which sucks for them. But you know. There, there's plenty of great Muslims out there. Happy to uh, know you. Happy to meet you. Happy to fuck your daughter. Love it, you know. But there's a lot of shitty Muslims out there. And when you're talking about, you know, I, I don't remember the number of, of that religion. You know how many people there are out there. But it's hundreds of millions, you know. So if only a million of them are terrorists, that's a lot of fucking terrorists, you know. And you keep, you know, like you keep hearing all this shit that it's, you know, as soon as an attack happens. You know, hashtag not all Muslims. You know what? All those fucking ISIS, you know, because ISIS took responsibility for that shit in England. You know, that horrible attack, very similar to the Boston bombing. I don't know if they used the exact same device, but uh, just like the the guy stuck ball bearings in a rice cooker, this fucking animal stuck nails inside something. So when the explosion went off, shrapnel would tear through people's bodies. That's not when you're trying to kill people. That's when you're trying to make them suffer. That's what you do when you try to make people suffer. You, you, I mean, think about we we talk like I think there was thirty dead people, but there's like sixty wounded. 
that means there's 60 people who are missing limbs or, you know, or needs a new kidney, you know, little girls whose lives are fucking over, you know, this, this was like someone looking to cause pain, not just death, suffering, you know, true, true terrorism. And, you know, and immediately, you know, British people, hey, you know, and look, you're welcome to live, you know, run your country however you want. I know we got a lot of English friends out there, you know, more power to you. You have my support. But doing shit like that, all these fucking ISIS people, they're laughing their asses off in England right now because they know they fucking know England ain't going to do shit. They've done it fucking how many times recently in the last year and a half? Like at least three. T- I mean, maybe I'm getting confused because France has like three of them. No, there's, been a, no, there's been a few because I actually checked on Mart and uh, the rest of the guys. And uh, yeah, Mart told me there's been a few. And he said, I believe he told me the exact same thing you said. It's like England he said, my country's just not going to do shit about it. No, they're not. You know, it, it's like if you're walking down the street when you're a little kid and the uh, the bully down the street punches you in the fucking head and you don't say anything. He's just going to keep fucking doing it. Right. And he's going to lift his ass off because he knows you're a pussy. You know, England is, in human history, England is one of the great empires in human history. Like, these motherfuckers were at some point evil. Like, the Scottish people still fucking hate England. Or some of them do. I don't know about all of them. But, you know, because they, they used to call them the bastard English because... England was like a an actual empire. America's never been an actual empire. If all this is fucking horseshit leftists that are like, you know, the the fucking you know American empire constantly like treading on people and shit like that. America's the least imperial major power in human history. Period. You know that's our problem when we when we go fight places. We don't we, instead of like taking over countries when we when we beat them. We just go like, all right, we're going to give you like a few, you know, a hundred million dollars. Now y'all be good. Then we walk away. We are not a fucking imperial nation, you know, but anyway, but England that, you know, and I'm not, I, you know, I, I have you, you all have my sympathy for the people of Manchester and especially those little girls. That's one thing, you know, that that's always off limits to me is children, you know, cause there's nothing more inhumane than doing something to a child period. Like, you know, like if something happens to an adult, you lived your life. You know, even if it's something terrible, that sucks. But when something happens to a child, you know, when you do something to a child, especially on purpose, you're a fucking animal. We need to get rid of you. You know, and I'm just sick of this shit. I'm sick of it, like all this pussy shit, you know. And when I was I was having a conversation with uh, one of my best friends, I call him the hustle. I mentioned him on here before. I was telling him just this. There's no such thing as fucking a lot Islamophobia. And, you know, he told me, you know, he was arguing with me. He was kind of mad, you know, because he is like Muslim friends, which is fine. You know, I, I don't know if I do. I don't think I do, but whatever, you know, I'd be happy to have Muslim friends. Like I said, happy to fuck your daughter, you know, but, you know, he he got mad. and He was like, it, you know, it still has an effect on the culture. And he's right. Absolutely. Absolutely. It has an effect on the culture, the perception. But, you know, what also has a fucking pers- uh, uh, effect on the culture when you pussy out and you keep letting these fucking terrorists have their way and you keep letting them have their way and they keep, you know, doing this kind of shit. Instead of going in there and fucking handling shit, what happens is you get somebody like Trump. Trump is a reaction to the fucking flaming pussy that was Barack Obama. Barack Obama, I don't give a fuck if you liked him as president. I don't give a fuck if you voted for him. He was a fucking pussy. He literally, with in his first year, went around other countries and was just like, I'm sorry that, um, fuck, I don't even know why I'm going to Bill Clinton. But, you know, like, <laughs> he said it. 
He actually had like a similar voice to Bill Clinton. They did. They had they had almost the same uh, cadence like when they spoke. It, was it wasn't the same voice, but you know, he would he would just go to these other countries and just like, I'm sorry, America's a horrible nation. We're so sorry. And Americans were like, What the fuck are you apologizing for? I'm not sorry. No, I'm not sorry that, that we dropped the bomb on Hiroshima and Nagasaki. It sucks. But guess what? Japan was a fucking evil ass nation. They were fucking, they were an actual, they were imperialists. They were actually trying to fucking take over the world. So, guess what? We fucking nutted up and we did what had to be done. And I say we, you know, I say we. We didn't do shit. Our fucking great grandparents did. Or actually, mine were probably in Italy. So I was actually part of the fucking, you know, <laughs> the, <laughs> the right. problem. But, you know, it's fucking, I'm just sick of this shit, you know? And American people are sick of this shit. And I think England, you know, that's. You know, Brexit, there was a lot of reasons why Brexit happened. Part of it was economic. Part of it was people saying, hey, we didn't elect these people in Europe to fucking control our country. You know, we didn't elect them. So why are they, you know, the, the English people, a large number of them wanted, wanted their freedom. But some of it's just, you know, it all has, some of it's just because like the EU is just letting these, these fucking immigrants from Syria flood their borders. And granted, I have sympathy for them. I understand it's a war-torn nation. The thing that I don't fucking understand is, you know, if all these countries that are taking in all these refugees just got together and said, hey, let's just go down there and set up like a fucking free zone. We're going to go down there. We're going to set up. We're going to send some tanks. We're going to send some jets and let these motherfuckers come, come towards us. Let them try. That's all it would take. We don't have to fucking take them into our, our fucking country. We don't have to worry about them raping children, which happens all fucking over the place. They rape children. They rape women. They just like to rape. You know, that's one thing about Syrians. I don't know what language they speak. I assume it's like Syrianic. I, I don't know, but I know they like to rape. <laughs> you know, people are sick of this shit, you know, and that's how you get Trump. I don't like Trump, but I understand the, the emotion that leads to that because, you know, it's it's. People have this weird idea that if you do nothing, that it, it exists as nothing. You know, the truth is, you when you make choices, you can choose to do something, you can choose to do nothing, but choosing to do nothing is a choice too that has its own consequences. Oh yeah. You know? Oh yeah. And and the consequence right now is that at some point, probably in the near future, England will be attacked again. It will be, and it'll be a tragedy. But you know what? It's a preventable tragedy they had some cunt uh cat something in england a news anchor that was like you know we really just we're gonna have to get used to this we're gonna have to get used to these terrorist attacks you know because we just can't stop it you know like well a okay yeah technically you can't for sure stop terrorism ever you can't for sure keep your family safe forever but to just say shit like that like oh there's nothing we can do we can you know we're just gonna have to accept that our children will be crippled or killed because we're just, you know, we're too polite to go to go over to, you know, to go call our yeah, and call our friends in America and say, hey, hey, why don't we go down there and just blow the fuck out of something? It's like people. we need some help. Yeah, let's get rid of this problem. I saw some fuckhole that was like, oh, well, maybe now, you know, you people in the West have an idea of what it's like to live in the Middle East. Um, first of all, fuck you. And I understand completely that there are innocent people in the Middle East, people who have want nothing to do with these wars. I understand it totally. That said, every country needs to get their shit together. America right now, we need to get our fucking shit together. Yes. When we look at Mexico, you know, we're supposed to feel sorry for all these illegal, illegal immigrants. No, I don't fucking feel sorry for you. Get your shit together. You have a fucking country with massive resources. Get your shit together. 
you know, you know, form smaller governments, do something. But, you know, this shit where we're just supposed to take on your burden. Fuck that. America's got its own burdens that we're not that we're fucking up and we're not fixing. You know, I'm sick of this shit. You know, people need like actual action. You know, people need to know that at the end of the day that when when shit's going down, that America's not going to fucking lay on our laurels and do nothing. You know, and, you know, and I understand that that America does a lot of fucked up things and we are very, very much responsible for ISIS. You know, a lot of these terrorist organizations uh, rise up because of America's fucking retarded foreign policy, you know, and a lot of that is because of what I mentioned earlier, where we just like fucking like somebody attacks us. We go over there. We fuck we fuck shit up. Then we go home and we don't worry about it, you know? Right. Right. Instead of like, you know, and I understand there's more to it than that, but personally, I don't understand why we don't just fucking go there, like just send troops over to uh, Israel, fucking take over the Gaza Strip and just set up like a, a base where, we're, you know, like calm the fuck down. Either start a war with us or calm the fuck down. Because that's the thing, you know, I got into my, I didn't keep arguing, but but Matt Robin got into it with, with me a little bit because he was, he showed like this, this clip of some World War II veteran saying something to the effect of the reason that terrorism exists is because we're not we're not as tough as their generation, which is true. Yeah. It's un, you know, when World War II happened, American troops were American troops. They weren't handicapped by this bullshit uh, rules of engagement kind of shit. But, you know, to compare ISIS to the Japanese is fucking utter bullshit. It's not the same thing, you know. But there are things we could do, and one of them is actually set up a base, you know, because that's the thing. It's like, this is all guerrilla warfare shit. Of course it is. There's not actual, like, when we think of wars, that's partly why we don't feel like it's like we're at wartime. We've been at war for, like, what, 15 years? Uh, Probably longer than that, actually. Well, if you really I think mean, about it, I mean, if you honestly think about it, it's probably we've probably been in war since the first uh, Desert Storm or Desert, whatever the shit it was. No, there were there were peace times in between, but for what in one way or another, for the majority of our lives, the United States has been in one war or another. Yes, if if not multiple ones, you know, and but it doesn't feel like war because in our heads we think of war the way our grandfathers fought them you know tanks and soldiers going up against each other that's not how it works at least not in with us anymore it doesn't work that way anymore but you know i I don't know i'm kind of running off at the mouth right now i just feel like there needs to be more done and a lot of it needs to start with like nations getting together and saying no more of this shit like you're welcome you know Muslims are welcome to practice their religion insofar as it relates to them individually. We do not respect when you fucking throw gay people off a roof. We do not respect when you murder people because they don't follow your religion. We do not respect when you don't allow women to just live their life. You know, when you force them to 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 cover up and you you know you put them in forced marriages. And for Christ's sake. There are people on this earth that actually take a knife to little girls and cut off a part of their body. Many of those girls die. We don't talk about that, but many of them do. Um, But even the ones that aren't are fucking scarred for life, not just physically, but also mentally. You know, and that shit's coming to America now. We've actually they've they've arrested a few people for for performing female genital mutilation. Good. They need to. Well, 
we shouldn't be fucking having the shit in the first place. No, I agree, but I'm just saying anybody who does that shit should be arrested. They should be killed. Or have their body parts mutilated like they did the poor child. No, I'm not with that. No, no, fucking murder. Kill them. I don't I don't want to torture anybody. I want them dead. I, you know, if you're if you're a horrible human being and you're doing something to human beings on this earth that is improper, like and we know it's you, we need to get rid of you. It's that simple. You know, there's too much bad shit in the world. We don't need to add torture to it. We don't need to put more negative stuff out there. Nope, just get rid of them. Agreed. You know, anyway, Agreed. Anyway, but I know that was a rambling. But. No, no, it, it's true. And, and you know, and I and I have a problem. What I have a problem with is uh, the fact that um, these people are like, yeah, we're we're bringing the you know the war to the infidels and all this bullshit about how they're you know brave how are you fucking brave you blew up a bunch of little kids at a fucking concert that's not brave to me that's not i'm just saying you know i'm just i'm just just saying that they're preaching that kind of shit is what i mean but their culture teaches them that like if you do that you go to heaven i understand but the thing to me is, is kind of like that's not brave. If you want to be brave, then go to war with us and go one on one with a bunch of people and fight. Well, Don't. they'll never do that because they know they lose. Exactly, I know that, man. I know that. I just say it. it's just it's pathetic and it's it's sad. It's fucking sad that these people think that that is what bravery is. I'm just saying that's that's. But like I said, I completely agree. All that good stuff. Um, it- President Trump for saying uh, these people are losers. I'm not going to call them monsters because that's what they want. They would love it if I called them monsters. They're not. They're pathetic human beings. They're losers. Yep. People are like that's childish. Is it? Yeah, I guess a little bit. But you know what? He's 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 right in principle. He's, he's 100% right. Percent right about that. Don't respect them. Don't don't make make it seem like you know like these are like I mean they're vicious creatures. But they're not anything special. Don't give them any more props than they need. You know how you you know that we should have no respect for these people? Because literally anyone could do what they do. They they literally strap bombs to children and send them out into into areas to to kill themselves. If if an eight-year-old can do what you do, you aren't anything special. You're not a warrior. You're not a soldier. You know, anyway. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So that was your thing. What you said? I did have one other thing. What you got? What you got? Also sad, but we we should, you know, mention it. Uh, A while back, I talked about how uh, our friend Hannibal, the beat animal's brother, was missing. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I forgot to mention, I mean, I've kept up with it, but uh, his, yeah, they found his brother dead. Oh man, and um, so uh, they had the funeral. He's actually, you know, his brother was a rapper, and he's he's actually been working for the last few weeks on uh, putting his brother's album together to put it out there as a tribute to him. Nice. Um, you know, I I actually messaged him last night, talked to him briefly this morning. You know, because I couldn't imagine, you know, his, your, your baby brother died. You know, it's really nothing. yeah. Yeah, I'm sure that's, you know, unfortunately, I don't know the bond to have a sibling because they're really, you know, like an actual blood relative. I know I have, I have brothers and within with my friends, but, 
you know what I mean. You know, I I don't know the bond from like being a little kid together and that kind of stuff. Huh? You didn't raise them. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So I can I can't imagine the. I, I just that's fucking horrible. Yeah, but all right, we talked about that. So we can move on to something else. All right, let's listen. Like you know, we've been talking about tragedy and horrible things, and so I'm gonna go into um, another tragedy and horrible thing. Uh, I found out that Danny McBride is going to be directing and uh, writing the new Halloween movie. Why is that a track? Uh, because I don't know. Because Danny McBride is known for being a comedian. So I don't know. Yeah, but that doesn't mean anything. You know, what he's going to do to the, uh, you know, to the um, franchise. It doesn't necessarily mean anything. I mean, people people do different genres all the time. I mean, we we tend to pigeonhole people, but you know, if he, I mean, if he wrote his other projects or some of his other projects, that just means he knows how to write. Yeah, I mean, Jordan Peele uh, just became like a major writer director because of that movie Get Out, and he's never done anything but comedy. Who who did that? Key and Peele, Jordan Peele. Oh really? Get he out. did. He did get out. I didn't. I had no idea. Yeah, I mean, he's not in it. He just wrote it and directed it. But, but yeah, that's his movie. Nice, nice. I'm yeah. actually, I'm actually gonna watch that this week. I mean, you know, Key and Peele is. I, I, I love it, but it's silly as fuck. Yeah, it's it's pretty fucking stupid. But uh, and I've heard different things about Get Out. I've heard it's like super scary. Um, Kyle said it's only scary if you're black. <laughs> I didn't really. He told me what happens in it. And I'm like, it really doesn't make any sense. Like, I, I didn't. Like I, don't, I don't know anything about it, so I don't. You know, don't say anything too much because I'm trying to stay away from it. That's fine. Thanks for listening to the episode you weren't on. Yeah, I know. I know. I kind of stay away from it. Appreciate it. No problem. No problem. But yeah, so I wouldn't worry too much about it. I mean, you know, and I mean, honestly, dude, half the time these things don't happen anyway like they they i mean they announce like somebody uh, decided to do this movie all the time and you know shit doesn't work out or somebody drops out well i mean i guess that's true because look at uh what's his face that's doing preacher um i can't think of his fucking name but you know i'm talking about the dude from um fuck damn it i can't even think of the fucking movies he's been in he's been in a ton of them but whatever oh huh you talking about the dude who plays Jesse Custer? No, 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 no. The guy who's directing and writing that, uh, helping with that. Um, what the fuck is his name? Oh, uh, Seth Rogen. Yeah, yeah, him. Him. Yeah. They're dropping out of it. No, no, no. I'm just saying that you know you never know what you know these guys are gonna do because he's mostly mostly comedy as well. So I'm just saying that you know he's doing this show now. Yeah, but they're producing it. You don't necessarily know. Like, if the, like I don't know if they're writing it or not. I mean, maybe they are. Uh, I, don't know. It, I don't know. I just, I just uh, reserve judgment till you see a trailer for something. And I mean, honestly, even if, even if it turns out to be shit, like it's not like it would, would be the first shitty Halloween movie. That's true. I mean, Halloween's one of the few horror franchises that I've seen several movies from. Oh, really? Yeah. And did, have you seen the third one? Or was, uh, was it? I'm not. 
I haven't seen any of the original stuff. I've seen two or three of the later movies. Oh, I got you. I got you. Okay, okay. The the, the one that I'm thinking of is, is there's one that's actually like, um, I, I want to say it's the third one where they all wear these, they got rid of Michael Myers. And, trick or treat. And they put a bunch of weird masks on them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, I've heard the story that Halloween was never intended to be one franchise. It was supposed to be like an anthology. Yes. But uh, but no one liked the third one, and so I went back to Michael Myers. Yeah, but I love the third one. I think it's great. Yeah, I never saw that one. It's pretty weird. Like it's a strange movie, but it's good. I enjoyed it. Um, but yeah, uh, we also I also watched a movie last night. Um, called Why Him. Oh, that thing. Have you seen that? I didn't want to see it. Uh, it's it's all right. It was pretty funny. Okay. You know, I I mean, like I I said, it was pretty funny for, like, what it was. I enjoyed it. I laughed a little bit here and there. I mean, it wasn't Breaking Bad or uh, Pineapple Express, but it was good. I don't hate James Franco, but I find him annoying a lot of the time. Like, some, some things he's good in, but I just feel like he's in every fucking movie. Right, and right. People make him seem uh, seem like he's you know it's kind of like Leonardo DiCaprio. I don't actually think Leonardo DiCaprio is any better of an actor than anyone else, but people treat him like he's the greatest actor of uh, of our generation. You know, same thing with James Franco. You know, I just don't get the I don't get the like oh he's so awesome factor. Uh, uh it's uh, just because he was a young guy that came out of nowhere and he. You know, he was funny and he did a bunch of shit. So people latched on to that. There was there was nobody in that point where there was someone like him. I'm assuming, and then that's where he got you know his popularity from. I don't know. I think it's because he kind of looks like James Dean. A little bit, yeah. His brother looks more like James Dean, though. His little brother, I think, is great. I love Dave Franco and anything he does. But maybe yeah. that's because like there's less bullshit with him. Probably. Probably also, so. His fiance's fucking hot. Who's his fiance? Allison Bree from Community. Um, I have to check her out. I know the name. I don't really know who she is. I find her as hot as I do, but that's just because I was watching Community. And, right. You know. Anyway. Um. <clears throat> so. Oh, was that all the storage you had? Yeah, pretty much. I think that's all I had. Actually, I don't have much because it's been a pretty slow week. I mean, I just kind of... I mean, my band played the other night at Twisted Lime. That was fun. Had a good time. Um, uh, we played at the Willow the, night, uh, the Monday before. That was fun, too, even though there was not many people there. Uh, hey. Huh? It was a Monday. Yeah, it was a Monday night. Uh, the problem with that is 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 it's not run very well. Um, it could be a really happening thing if the owners of the of the actual Willow the the business would actually go in and see what their employees are doing. Uh, when you have a doorman um, that shows up at 7.30, like he's supposed to, it's good, 
but the guy who's running the building doesn't show up till 8:30 that's a problem yeah. uh when you have when you have a sound guy set up the band that opens the first band puts the mics up and does his thing and sets their levels and you know does all that stuff and then leaves and does not come back for any of the other bands that's a fucking problem when you have money being take uh taken at the door from people that are coming into the show whether it be a hundred or twenty and none of that money goes to any of the acts that perform that is your problem you know it was a pretty um shittily run event and uh you know they really need to get in there and just kind of get rid of the people that are running the place or you know straighten them out or something yeah because you really can't fuck over the bands that are trying to bring in people to fund the bar you know what i'm saying if you start fucking bands over they're not going to want to play right you know it's hard enough to get people to play on a monday night but if you fuck them like that over and over again, no one's going to want to play there at all. So, you know, they really need to, like, step up their game and try to figure out what the fuck the problem is other than pure fucking lazy people. Um, yeah. But, I mean, we had fun. I mean, we actually had fun. Actually, we had maybe 10 or 15 people there. We had a stage diver. The dude jumped off the stage. I mean, you know, whatever. It was fun. We had a good time, you know. But Right. But it, it was just a shittily run thing, you know. I'm sorry. That's all right. It happens, you know. Things roll that way. Ugh. Oh, there. I I have two other things that I uh, one. I can't believe I forgot about. I uh, I had to rewatch Cannonball Run last night. Uh, yeah. Because, uh, Roger Moore died. Yeah, it fucking sucks, dude, because, like, honestly, Roger Moore was the, like, he was the first James Bond I knew, you know? Like, I didn't really know of any of uh, the ones prior to him. Uh, there was only one him. No, there's two. There's two prior to him. Uh, there's, uh, what the fuck's his name? Um, the the Drake dude, I think, came after him. Uh uh-uh. uh, there's two. There's uh, there's one, and then I think there's the one guy who did one movie, and then That's Roger Moore. Yeah. I mean, I don't remember his name, but I'm yeah, not I don't, sure. yeah, I don't remember his name either. But I think he came right before Roger Moore because Roger Moore had a long stint. Like I think he did like five. Yeah, he, he was it was that pretty long. Um, all right, maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. I just always thought Roger Moore took over after Sean Connery. No, I'm not sure. But uh, I mean, my first James Bond was Timothy Dalton. Right, right, right. But you know, uh, everybody hates him for whatever reason. No, he was pretty good. He wasn't bad. Um, but yeah, it's it's you know, I mean, it's it's sad as any any person dying. But uh, you know, he uh, I mean, fuck, I I I said this, and I I made sure to say I wasn't joking, you know. But I did think it was like crazy that you know right after a terrorist attack in england james bond dies right right kind of sad but 
So, uh, moving on to something else that annoys the fuck out of me. Um, so I read a story today about uh, a burrito restaurant in uh, in Portland, Oregon called I think it's called Cookie Burritos, I think, or Cook Burritos, something like that. Right. Who uh, look like mid twenties, late twenties white chicks. So these two girls went to Mexico. Uh, I don't remember what part, but so they start. They go to these villages and they start uh, talking to. They go into restaurants, but also talking to women who who live in the village about how they make their tortillas. You know, because like in right. Mexico, they, they don't buy you know shit from Walmart. They no, they actually put them in like a uh, a pestle and smash the corn and do all that shit. Yeah, and it's awesome. You know, handmade tortillas are incredible. Yeah, and uh, <clears throat> so they go and they. You know, and uh, as she put, one of the girls put it in the worst broken Spanish. They they tried to ask the women questions and find out some of their secrets, and they found out like some of the ingredients that some of those women used. And you know, and it was hard to you know some of them didn't want to give them technique, but apparently like they looked they would look through the window and watch because like some of these places there was a place in Baton Rouge that used to do it. I don't know if they still do it because it changed owners, but uh, you could actually see them making the tortillas like there would be a little window. Um, so I was, I'm assuming it's the same kind of thing. Well, so these women go back to America, and they create kooky burritos, and they get um they get an interview with with a local newspaper. You nice. know, sounds you know you know you're a startup business, and you know the newspapers are interested in you, and you tell them all these things like how you went to Mexico to learn, you know, how to how do to things right, you know, how to make the best tortillas. Sounds like a good thing, right? Yeah. So, because it's Portland, Oregon, remember, uh, the immediate reaction is social justice warriors flip the fuck out. Um, Can I guess? Sure, go ahead. They're they're freaking out because they stole culture. Yep, cultural appropriation. And apparently in Portland, there's a a list that some some organization created um, of every restaurant owned by white people that that makes Asian food, African food, soul food, food. you know, Hispanic food, like whatever, you know, um, and they're, uh, they managed to run kooky burritos out of business and they're working on running all those other businesses out of business. Wow. Uh, yeah. Because apparently like it's the white man or white woman, I guess, uh, uh, keeping brown people from owning a business, which, um, anyone with a basic knowledge of economics can tell you that's not true. It's not true remotely. Um, but no, yeah, no. Uh, ran these people out of business, and I do feel sorry for them because that's that's a horrible thing to happen to you. But at the same time, it's Portland. Like this is the culture that Portland is so proud of. You know, keep Portland re- weird. It's, I mean, it's. <clears throat> I literally had a conversation with the hustle's wife the other day where she was telling me about a friend of hers that she hasn't seen in a good six or seven years. The girl moved to Portland specifically to be a part of that. Social justice, social justice warrior culture. Wow, wow. I think she said she didn't say it in those words, but that was the gist of it. You know, but that's what people do. You know, like you're you're a far left nutcase. Portland, Oregon is your mecca. You know, so while I do feel bad for the for the people for losing their business because that's horrible, that's that's where you chose to be. That's the culture you choose to live in. This is the self destructive. You know, because that's the thing about all this social justice warrior bullshit. They they will always eat their own, you know, like you're 
The only way to be foolproof is if you were a half black, half Filipino, gay, transgender, omnisexual, um, female. <laughs> no, you can't um, use that. You can't use that. Uh, well, the transgender female. So. Oh, gotcha. All right. Uh, with two limbs missing. Um, and one on each arm. One on each side. Huh? It has to be one on each side. And you, you have to be on the spectrum for autism. Yes, and your name has to be Eileen. Other than that, you will constantly... Uh, some Somebody out there will find a way to say that they're a bigger victim than you and you're an oppressor. That's what these people fucking do. You know? And it's 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 incredible to me that it's 2017 and the shit is still going on and, and colleges are going in for it and, you know, and all these fucking media outlets are going in for it. You know, did you? Uh, we, we, you know, not to go back to this earlier, but I was listening to a, a story the other uh, uh, yesterday. I think the girl's name is Katie Hopkins, uh, a broadcaster out in England, is being a, uh, uh, indicted for a hate crime for calling out radical Islam <laughs> after Manchester bombing. They are more concerned with arresting a woman for saying. This was fucking Islamic terrorism than they are with nice. going after the people responsible. Although they did apparently capture the guy who did it. His brother, and, uh, his father and his brothers apparently were involved and so they were arrested. Yeah, they caught those guys. The other guy blew up. Yeah, he's dead. But I'm just saying like this. So they did go after him a little bit, you know. Yeah, they finally, they caught the father and he, like you said, the brother. So, well, that's good. That's good. Let's blow them up too. That's just incredible for me, like, to me, that, that this shit is still going on, that people aren't really fighting back, you know, or at least, I mean, it's people are starting sad. to. It's just sad, dude. They're starting to, but, you know, it's still, you know, it's incredible to me that somebody could have, could lose their, their, their business that they created, you know, and be in debt because some piece of shit's like, you didn't create burritos. And you know what else pisses me off about that shit? Here's, pay attention to this, folks. Anytime you hear somebody use the words cultural appropriation, look into their life a little bit. Not like, you know, track down information and try to expose them, but actually look at their Facebook page, look at their Twitter. I guarantee you this is the people that do this aren't talented. You've never seen somebody with an actual talent running their mouth about cultural appropriation. No. And that's why they run their mouth about it, because every time you see some black woman that's like, uh, we invented that, you know. She says we. Like she had something like, to do with it. Yeah, she didn't invent it. You know, she didn't have any shit to do with it. But she did, She can't invent anything. So she wants to take ownership of something. Like, oh, that's my people's stuff. Right. You know? But she didn't have anything to do with it. And also, by the way, I do love that some of these people are talking about cultural appropriation. White people can't do this. White people can't do that. While they're doing it on a... A device that was originally invented in the 1800s by a white man and uh, is probably built by a company founded by three white men in the 80s um, and was the device itself was designed probably by some Asians uh, along with one of those white guys in the early 2000s uh, you know like I'm just saying like you know if we're, if we're, if, you know, if we really want to take cultural appropriation because it's always it's always white people taking from somebody else. Nobody ever talks about the cultural appropriation of the shit that white people invented, right. which is a lot of shit. Your TV, your fucking phone, the washing you know, machine. I'm not sure about 
computers in general. I know Apple computers, you know, or, but point is, is like, if we're going to fucking just divvy shit up, then we're going to have a hard time fucking getting around. Oh, automobile. Oh, everything you use is put on an assembly line. Uh, Henry Ford, white guy. <laughs> so literally everything you're using technically is based on technology invented by a white person. So stop using everything. Better start getting rid of your shit. So I, I don't, you know, I mean, it's, it's, it's going to be a sad culture if that's how we behave where, you know, it's a sad know. culture already, my friend. So this has been a depressing. Episode. It has man. It has, but you know what? That's okay. Sometimes we need some of these, you know, I mean, we can't all, they can't always be upbeat, man. I mean, we're not always gonna, um, especially like now with all this bullshit with the bombing and all that stuff, like we're supposed to be happy about that shit, you know? So, I mean, you guys, you know, we're just normal people like everybody else. Uh, we, you know, we have emotions too. I think this depressing because rum couldn't make it on that was too uh rum tried to get on and uh he was trying to uh you know get back on and stuff but being that it's storming out where he's at and he lives on a fucking island i don't think internet is that good right now um but don't worry rum will make it back he will be back um probably naked drunk something it's it's weird that you think about that but okay well whatever you know sometimes so is there anything we need to mention before we close out um uh there will be a little segment uh that i'm doing with a former guest in front of the show mr chris rico um we'll probably have that either on the end tail end of this episode like like we normally do when we put a little extra stuff on here or uh it may be just a separate little plug that goes you know out that you guys can download. Um, you should put it on. Oh, okay. It's not going to go on the front. Okay, I got you. Yeah, yeah. Like at the end, you know, the end of things. I would just, I would just add it to this. Okay. So, uh, yeah, we're gonna, I'm going to record with him tomorrow, and uh, he's got some stuff to plug about the uh, the Rock Fest that's coming up that he's doing uh, that we are uh, a little bit involved in and stuff. So that's really cool. Um. Uh, I got a show coming up on June 17th. If anybody wants to come out, we'll be at Twist Line playing. Uh, I don't know the other two bands that are playing with us. I do know one is End All from here. The other two are from Texas. So I'm not really sure the band's names. Um, sorry about that. Uh, and um, other than that, I don't really think there's not much going on right now, dude. Uh, you want to plug the, the contest that's coming up soon? Remember? Yeah, our, our contest... Jesus Christ, I keep having this echo come back and forth. Uh, our contest for the, the Mondo posters that we got from Texas Frightmare uh, will be coming up starting in June. Uh, June 1st. You know, uh, we're going to put a video up. I don't feel like going through all the details, but uh, you got to listen to every episode throughout the month because all through the month of June, we will be, well, well on three specific episodes. We don't know which episodes. It could be any episode. We're going to say uh, a phrase at three. some point in the show that you need to write down because that's going to be, you know, those three phrases are going to be your your uh, your entry. And you will know because that will be we'll warn you ahead of time what we're going to say, you know, when we're going to say it. So, uh, But you can also get a head start by like our Facebook page. Um, 
like our Twitter, like our Instagram, like our YouTube, or subscribe to our YouTube page, and uh, subscribe to us on iTunes or whatever podcast catcher you use, and then screenshot that stuff because that's going to allow you additional entries. And you send the screenshots to mhogbooking at gmail.com with the subject line Mondo Contest. Yeah. But so, like I said, we'll, we'll we'll repeat this a few a few times. I don't kind of tired right now. So that's cool. It's cool, man. You know, I mean, I just wanted to get another plug in since we didn't plug it the last two. So trying to get yep. it in there. Uh, but anyway, thank you guys for joining us on this episode. I know it was a little bit of a downer, but you know, we promise not everybody's going to be happy all the time. So, um, but anyway, I was your host Wayne. I am the Great White Devil or Brown Devil. Yeah, you kind of yeah, you're the brown devil. And remember to keep it, keep it, keep metal, it, metal. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, I am here right now doing this little segment uh, with my friend and past guest and musician, uh, our buddy Chris Rico. He's coming on the show to talk about the uh, upcoming Rock Fest uh, at Twist and Lime. It's uh, coming up soon, right, dude? Yes, sir. It's uh, Saturday, Friday and Saturday, June 9th and 10th. It's around the time this, we have it every year. This will be the fourth annual New Orleans Rock and Roll Fest. That's pretty awesome. And, uh, looking forward to it. Yeah, me too, man. Four years, that's pretty great, dude. And it's, and it's, it's, it's going strong, too. Yeah, it's going good. We we had a couple of uh, miscommunications, but... Uh, you know, we're looking forward. It looks like we have a real good lineup this year. Fantastic. And uh, uh, for the people who don't know, uh, like Chris said, this has been the fourth year. There have been several incredible, you know, years past with great acts. The show's been doing. They do um, different things at the, at the at the shows. Uh, y'all still doing like a, uh, um, a raffle and stuff like that? or? Yes. One of our sponsors this year, again, is Tide's Music. Uh, from Todd's Music Express on Metairie Road, and they are raffling off a guitar. And basically, how that works is that uh, anyone who purchases a ticket for both um, Friday and Saturday, June 9th and 10th, will be uh, eligible to win that guitar. And so far, you know, we we haven't had that many people have been buying tickets for both uh, nights. You know, so. It's not only do you save money, but you can also win a guitar. So yeah, that's pretty good. Odds so far. I would say, yeah, right now the odds are pretty low. So buy the tickets, get in I there. Might, I might, I might buy one too. Right, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> um, so, all right, do you have like the list of bands you can name off? Like, who's playing the first night? Oh, on Friday night, uh, June 9th, we have Too Soon opening up. Nice. Um, and then we have the Rooftop Junkies. Sweet. Uh, yeah, they're really great. Then we have uh, Chris Aglar from Cerebral Drama. Right. War of Darkness, which we've been trying to get them on for the last three years. They've just been having some yeah, they, know, they just re- schedule uh, problems. Yeah, they just got, got back together, too. That's right. That's yep. right. I know they're excited about playing, too. So it's going to be a great show. And then we have Vermilion whiskey will be uh closing out the show on friday dude that's a stacked show that's pretty awesome but the guys in vermilion whiskey are really awesome guys man oh yeah yeah 
So, uh, and then for Saturday, June 10th, we have Twinspan. Nice. Dark Star Coven. Those guys, are, those guys, where are those guys from? They're from Mississippi. I mean, uh, Florida, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah they're from Florida. And then we have uh, Blood and Bourbon. Nice. Those guys are awesome. Really good guys. We got Giovanni Novas and uh, Jim Roundtree's Dead Machine Theory. Wow. Good job. Nice stuff. So, yeah, we're real glad to get them, have them on board. Uh, a band called Cutthroat. I've heard of those guys. I haven't heard them yet. I've not heard them yet. Yeah. Yeah, I heard they're really good. Tony booked booked that one, and nice. then we got uh, Lucy Fears Goats. That's another band that I've heard uh, good things yeah, about. I want to check. That. That's my favorite new band. Really, really, they're good, huh? Besides your band. Oh yeah, yeah, you know, of course. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, Intrepid Bastards. Nice. Ball Dog Project. Damn. And then we have Mikey B3 closing out Saturday night. Wow, dude. That's a lot of yeah, people. Yeah, Saturday night's real, real stacked. We got like nine bands on there. That's incredible. So, yeah, it's 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 going to be an amazing night that night. And, you know, I'm going to be uh, gearing up for it. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've seen uh, Mikey B3 a couple of times. Those guys are incredible, dude. Great, great stuff. Yeah. So, you know, we're trying to make it, you know, we got our metal bands on there. Of course, you have to have your metal bands on there, but we're we trying to make it a little bit more uh, diverse, you know, diverse yeah. with the music. You know, it's the, you know, New Orleans Rock and Roll Festival. So we try to have different genres of uh, rock and roll, you know. And that's, uh, and you should, lineup. you should. You I know, mean, it, it's supposed to be. represent all the great rock bands that, you know, don't really get the credit that they deserve uh, in this festival. Right, and you know, and and honestly, really, dude, and you need to do that. I mean, there's got to be more. I get it. There's metal fest all around, but you want something that's got a little bit of everybody, so you get kind of a taste yeah. of what's going on in our city, and that's yeah. fucking awesome. I like that. Yeah, yeah, it's been kind of a concept uh, that you know me and Levi, you know, talked about uh, from the beginning. He's he's not really uh, on board this year, you know, so. Uh, he's he's uh, been busy with his bands, and also I don't know, <laughs> there was some some miscommunication and stuff during during the booking process. It's okay. Uh, you know, hopefully he'll he'll be back uh, for next you know, year. Out. We'll, we'll see. We'll have to see what what happens. Right, 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 right. But no, I talked to him about it yesterday. But uh, anyways, yeah, we're we're really looking forward. We're we're not playing. Miss Led's not playing this year. We're, we're trying to give you know other bands a chance to uh, to get on the show. We, we we'll be playing the weekend before that. Nice at uh, Twist Alon, June third with uh, some Texas bands and Mean Machine. Sweet, that uh, sounds Final fun. Drive. And uh, and then you know we have uh, another big show we're going to go to right before the festival. I'm going to attend at uh, Southport with Doyle. And, yeah, yeah, uh, I'll be at that show definitely. Tomb, Tomb of the Nick Cage and uh, Angry Eighty Eight are good friends, you know. Yep. From Angry Eighty Eight, and then and then right after that Thursday night, the festival starts. So it's gonna uh, we got a lot of music coming up, and uh, you know shows that you know I'll be uh, promoting, attending, and uh, playing, and uh, looking forward to it. The yeah. next, you know. Yeah, the, and, the, and you know what? The following, I think it's the following weekend of the, after the festival. I think it's the seventeenth. Is that that's when we play back at Twist again? Uh, we, 
Yeah, awesome. we're playing with Indol and uh, a couple of Texas bands as well. I'm not really sure who the Texas bands are, but uh, yeah, there's some of Robert Gamble's uh, yeah that he's been bringing down here. And super excited about uh, it. Create, create a little little bridge from the uh, New Orleans rock bands and Texas rock bands. Fuck yeah, dude! I'm I'm excited about that. It's gonna be a fun little show. I'm I'm pumped about it. Oh yeah, it. yeah, yeah. They got a lot of great shows coming up, so. Yeah, I'll be I'll be all all over it all, but uh, you know I hadn't seen your band play actually. Uh, Breach. Yep. Where we're uh, y'all played the same night as we played around yeah. the corner. Yeah, so. yeah, it sucks, man. I'm but looking forward to it, and I know we had something in the works too for a home show. Yeah, we're gonna get to it, man. We're gonna we're gonna nail that out, and it's gonna be soon. We're gonna us uh, you guys, Black Creole. That's gonna be fucking good. Angry eighty eight. It's gonna be a good good time. Oh yeah, definitely. So, I'll have to keep everyone posted when we get a date. Hell yeah, for sure, man. You know I will. But I'm I'm super pumped, man. I'm I'm excited about the um this year's fest. I mean, like you said, there's a lot of bands on it. There's a lot of good good bands. If you haven't seen any of these bands, or if you haven't seen most of these bands, make sure you buy the tickets. Like buy the fucking two day pass. What's what's wrong with paying? What what what's the two day pass? Uh, it's only fifteen bucks. You're gonna pay twenty bucks if you if you pay individually, and you and you know might not you might not be able to win the guitar if we don't if we don't know or something. So, right. So look, you, you get five, that, not only uh, not only do you get five bucks off the whole show, you also get entered into winning a fucking kick ass guitar. So you really it's it's a win win situation. I mean, yeah. fuck, you know, I. I may just do that just so I can try to win the guitar. <laughs> yeah, I don't blame you. Like I said, the odds have been really good uh, the first three years, and you know, uh, might as well you know throw your hat in the ring and, and have a chance to win that guitar and have a good time. Fuck yeah, dude! Why not? I appreciate you having us on the show. For sure, dude. Look, like I said, anytime. I'm glad we can squeeze this part in real quick and get you in here to do a little segment to get, you know, this advertisement out because it really needs to be out there. People need to go to this. Uh, support your local scene, especially stuff like this. I yeah, mean, if you only go to one show a year, this is this is it. You can support some of the, you know, top acts in the city. And, uh, you know, it's a good one to be at. Exactly. And uh, hopefully next year we'll have your band on the fest. That's the plans, my brother. That is the plans. Sure. I can't wait. I'm, I'm excited to do something like that. Uh, but All anyway, right. man, I appreciate you doing this, dude. Uh, again, my friend Chris Rico, if you haven't checked out his bands and his stuff, go look up this man. Uh, Misled is a great band, and so is his acoustic stuff, so do not miss out on these guys. Yeah, just go, the, the easiest way would be just go to YouTube and search misled nola m-i-s-l-e-d space nola there you two go. words misled nola it's all right, all right bro. well thanks again i look forward to seeing you and um you know we'll, we'll uh we'll talk again soon you got it buddy thanks a lot okay you too buddy take it easy man bye-bye right, later brother and beep 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 that was mr chris rico uh really good dude great friend of mine um, he's been a staple in New Orleans music scene for years, uh, and I appreciate everything he does. Uh, he's always been a huge supporter of uh, many bands, uh, my both of mine that he's he's been a supporter of, and um, 
like I said, he's just a great dude. He's a good musician. And uh, go check out the fest. The fest seems like it's going to be really fun. And um, I'm excited about it. So go buy some tickets. $15. Remember, you get two days for 15 bucks, And you get a chance to win a guitar. You know, this you really can't beat that. Um, it's cheaper. And you get a... <laughs> Uh, a guitar chance raffle so that's pretty cool anyway thanks for sticking around to the end of the show um i know the the show was a little bit of a a, a low point a, a sad show but hey look like we i said before um shows are always going to be different um sometimes they're sad sometimes they're exciting sometimes they're funny but you know what that just shows you that we're real fucking people um again thank you for joining the show um, go to the the festival, and I want to thank Chris Rico, and I want to thank my boy, all my friends actually, not just my boy that was on the show with me. Uh, of course, I want to thank Buck for being doing this show with me. I want to thank the Rum Guy for always being there doing the show with me. I want to thank Kyle for putting up with this shit over the years that he's been here now. I know he's the newest member, but fuck it, he's one of the fucking strong ones too. It's the four of us against the world. And, of course, all of our buddies that have something to do with the show. I can't list and thank everybody enough. You know, from um, from Mandy, from Mark Flanagan, from Ryan Clapp. And we got some two new guys that are going to start trying to deal with some stuff with us for us. Uh, you got the guys overseas as well. You know, we got Kevin, Kyle's brother. We got uber gary you know without these guys support and without these guys you know it's just you know that's why we keep going um and i also want to thank my beautiful wife to be caitlin and my wonderful son for putting up with this shit day in and day out anyway thanks again guys i know i rambled on for a little bit uh but anyway remember to uh, keep it keep it keep it it, 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 it,